Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, my brother, John. How are you? Oh, I feel very, very good. I mean, very relaxed. Ready for a wing-dong-dilly show as usual. Mm. Wow. Yeah, you are all All there. Yes. There there are people. We have, as you know, you've you've done the metrics on this. We have a show. We have a show that we broadcast every single Saturday morning. We're as dependable as the cartoons, I might add. Yeah. And much of the content. Much of the content, very similar. Yes, cartoonish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 in spite of all our many inactive non-listeners, and we have a lot, a lot what of people are here, people are here for the first time, or not here for the first time, as, you know, <laughs> right? Right? You know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. that means they're veterans, and they've been here more than once, perhaps. They've I'm trying to be positive. They've not been here more than once. So, so I think it's it's incumbent upon us to explain to the great unwashed public exactly who and what we are. We are actual brothers, two brothers from the same mother and father, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. And my name is Jerry. And my name is John. No, by the way, I I do need this uh, this this uh, explanation because I need to be reminded every week of what we're doing here. So I appreciate that. That's okay. I thought I thought maybe you, you needed you needed a reminding of your lineage. I, I was well, just yeah, you will. That's yeah, that's a little fuzzy too. But that's beside the point. Is he really my brother? Is he? Can can it yeah, be? Yeah, can it be? Am I am I related to this guy? Oh no! It's a it's a source of panic for many Daniels. You know. Yes. The yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, we're brothers. We talk about four things every single Saturday at 7.30 in the morning, no matter where we are, I might add. Yep. And what are those four things? Number one, today we're going to talk about a whale. This is an animal story. We do one to start off the show. Now, this is the last time we're going to talk about whales as a whaling story, as whale stories. This is the end of the season of the whale. Our seasons are six months long. And mm. you know what? I am a little verklempt over this. And hey, listen, I'll get sad moment. Yeah. Mm. This is the last. Okay. Mm. We're moving on to another season. I cannot discuss the nature of that season or the reports of a T-shirt. Depicting yes, I, I cannot discuss this, John. So don't. I, I, try, I won't. Don't I, won't I won't try to pull it out of you. It's a tease. I respect it. Don't. Don't. Okay. Don't try to trick me. I'm not going to talk about that T-shirt. Okay. Right. Don't. don't. All right. Secondly, the second thing we talk about is a word. We talk about a word. Word. Hmm. A word. A word. We may have run into during our research process that we think is worth sharing. Secondly, we have a thing called two takes. It's our major segment. And this is something that through no fault of our own, we have a different way of looking at. It doesn't mean we're arguing or cutting each other. That's a vicious rumor. Vicious. Not true. Well, arguing can result in suspension. So I don't argue. As you know. As you know. <laughs> as you know. Last but not least, 
we have two groaners. These are dad jokes. These are bad jokes. <laughs> yep, but they they're are. Great. They're great for torturing your kids or other small humans. <laughs> That's it, John. That's pretty well it. I think you've done a good job yeah, there of explaining what, what it's all about. And, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, then great mine. show. Great show. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you wearing at least? Come on. Let's at least get that uh, uh, from the bottom up. No, no, from the belt up. Let's not get too yeah, what are I'm you wearing, wearing what kind of t-shirt? I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt, okay, from the belt up. A t-shirt and only a t-shirt because it's rather warm here. It got over 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the last week and staying there. So okay. I am wearing a t-shirt, but I'm sorry to say, well, let's just put it this way. It's a prototype of a t-shirt that is going in production into production as we speak, and I cannot please, divulge. Please, please, please. Too much teasing, I please. I cannot. Okay, divulge. let's just move on to my. Let's just move on to my shirt. I can't divulge. I'm wearing a whale shirt. Okay, I figure good time to do it. Whales. It's been sliced. It's a good thing to honor them. The fact by wearing my whale shirt, my brochure whale shirt. Wow. Now, I hear that that gets a lot of accolades when you are and strolling around the various cities that you frequent. It's a, a look of wonderment, amazement. Uh, it's like you can almost see people are, are, are envious of me for having such a nice shirt. So and it's it, and it's, it passes the, the touch taste, the, t- the touch feel, the, 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 the softness. Is this yeah, a way for you to give people to touch you? Is that what this is? Yeah, touch this shirt uh, here, please. I'll point out where I want it touched if you don't mind. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> now you know. You know there. Uh, I'm just going to say this, this <clears throat> one little thing here. There are a lot of Norwegians in that part of the country, uh, north of Chicago. I don't know. If yeah, you're aware of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I got, I got, got the history. Went through the they have stuff. an they have an unusual relationship with the animal we're going to be talking about today. I'll just say that much. And I thought okay. maybe maybe they took an extra shine to your uh, t-shirt. That is, if well, you were in one of those places. Oh, and if I was in one of those t-shirts before today, correct? Because <laughs> you haven't been out yet, have you? you been out. Not not today. I haven't. No, it's Saturday, and it's ever. Okay. That's All right. okay. All right. Well, hey, hey we, 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 we got a show to do here. All right, let's do it. And we have got a sponsor. Okay, our sponsor is Save the Whales. Uh, our sponsor is a 501c3 organization formed back in 1977 by a nice lady by the name of Maris Sidenstecker and her daughter. She started it at the age of 14. And what happened is that she decided to it was important for people to be very aware of the importance of whales in our lives, and birth, et cetera. And so she funded this wonderful 501c3 organization, nonprofit, by selling T-shirts, which is something near and dear to our hearts. So uh, what they do is they basically do education of, of young kids, uh, children in school, uh, primarily in the uh, California area, but are ready, willing, and able to take on specific missions, tasks, studies as needed. 
So, uh, yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the, the T-shirts and some of the other swag that they offer. Well, uh, in our show notes, we have a link. We have a link to the, set, the website. It's a great website, by the way. And uh, we, we have a link to the T-shirts they sell. We have a link to the donations page. So I would encourage everybody to get involved. Yeah, and we've got a whale story. This will be our last whale story, and we've covered a lot of territory as it relates to whales. But this one, we're going to talk about whale meat. And you, a lot of people would assume that since it's not – it's against the law on, in most countries to commercially, uh, you know, hunt for a whale and fish and do whatever. There are a few countries which you can still hunt whale, such as Iceland, Norway, and there are other countries like Japan where they are they are basically doing scientific research on whales and therefore do kill some of them. So what bullshit. we find is that's bullshit. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's what the podcast personality said, so it's it's not quite that bad. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, but as we take a look at whale meat, first thing we need to understand is there are still portions of our earth in which whale meat is subsistence. In other words, that's their form of diet, and particularly in near Arctic uh, regions, some islands out in Pacific. Uh, this is not what you call a delicacy, but it's more what they consider to be part of their diet. Then what we've got is we've got the other ones, the bad ones, the bad dudes that decide that they're going to make it some sort of delicacy to have whale. Mm-hmm. Those are like in the, the main country that has that would be would be Japan. Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of things you can think about. Well, what whales are we talking about? We don't want to necessarily get into, well, certain whales are better to eat than others. But, and there's also the question of what part of the whale? Well, there's the tail meat and there's the belly meat. Yep. And so what we, we look at that, and I think the other thing to think about a little bit is like, first, keep in mind that a whale is a mammal. That's something we learned from the very get-go of the, of the season. That's right. It's and not a fish. Which, it's not a fish. So if you're fi- expecting fish-type flaky meat, white meat, from this animal no no way it's more of a red meat and yeah. so and tastes like reindeer talk, tastes like reindeer yeah there's an issue of of taste that's something that kind of intrigued me it's a little bit chewy but it's considered more tender than beef uh it's it and it, it kind of runs the gamut i think people would say it what well, it isn't more than what it is quite often i think your description is a very popular one Mm. Uh, some some people, uh, you know, they'll talk about, like you said, reindeer, gamey. Other people say, well, yeah. it's it's more, uh, it's not quite beef. It's and then I hate it when somebody says it tastes like chicken because everything that oh. isn't chicken tastes like chicken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, a that? yeah. that's a cop out. Yeah, cop out, cop out. Now the other thing is we got to look at it in terms of nutrition versus toxicity. Toxicity? Yeah. Toxicity. 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 You want me to go? You want me to go? Let me explain this. You're lost. Okay. Here's what. <laughs> here's the way it works. All right. All right. Predators, animals that eat other animals, naturally have higher levels of toxicity. And that is because the smaller animals they eat have, let's say, 1% toxicity in their bodies. And if the larger animal eats only those animals, then it's going to get concentrated 
particularly in their liver. So Ooh. animals like tuna that eat other fairly large fish and stuff, they have lots of toxic chemicals in their livers, particularly mercury. Mercury causes birth mercury. defects, all kinds of mm. terrible stuff. And when, guess what? Whales are big, and the ones with teeth eat other stuff like seals and you know larger marine animals, and they have high levels of toxicity in their bodies and in their liver in particular, up to 500 times more than the allowable amount. Yeah, mm. that's right. But how about the – that's the downside, and clearly that, that – and particularly in, in areas and regions where the sea or the water is been in contaminated with chemicals, et cetera, that just adds to the problem as we oh, take a look at that. Yeah. And Absolutely. also, however, the, the whale does have some nutrients. It has some nutritional value. Oh. What's wrong? You don't believe I'm that? upset. I'm upset. I'm a little upset about the topic, but let's keep going. I can do it. I can do it. Well, okay, go on. listen, if you're going to do the toxicity, do the nutrition also. Come on. All right. Okay. You can do it. You're capable. Right. You can do it. I am. I can do it. I can do it. All right. Iron. Huge amounts of iron. The the uh, amount of iron they have in, in their body, in the meat in general, is very high, higher than you would find on land animals. Uh, also, the the amino acid content of the flesh is extremely high and varied. Nutritionally, these wonderful, beautiful animals that, when eaten, taste like your baby brother or a reindeer, uh, <laughs> like like Rudolph. Uh, hey, you have a stomach for it, you can get very well fed eating a whale. Okay, but yeah, you know, you, you're 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 right, but we ought to warn people that don't go looking around for a place to eat whale in the United States. It's illegal. So as a result, you might get slammed in jail or the restaurant yep. might get raided. So yep. and so we we need to qualify as much as we're talking about this this animal is if it's a juicy morsel that we could eat and go yum yum. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> In addition it. to the fact, don't some of it. the places where it's allowed, such as Japan, they don't make yeah. a big deal about it because the public outcry is say you shouldn't be doing that, even though you can. So uh, yeah, that's mm. that's my read on that. Well. We're running. We're say? running long already. We're running. Yeah, let's say the whale's really just just too exciting. So yeah. what can I say? Yeah. So hey, yeah. we got a word though. We do. We have a great word. We got a word. It's Rizon Rizon Tetra, and let's spell that word out. It's R A I S O N B with a little. What's that swiggly there by it? Okay. Apostrophe. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation. You're told. What have you It's the word. I, I, hey, listen, I worked on pronouncing it and forgot Did to you? look at the phonetics. And, I, and I'm going to pass the phonetics off to you. Okay. All right. All right. Try, all right. Here, just wait a minute. Phonetics, wait. please. All right. All right. Look, 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 look. The phonetics are right there. Here's how you really pronounce the word. Raison d'etre. Oh, wait a minute. Raison no, no, no. d'etre. Raison de tre, de tre, de, it's not the terror, it's the tread or something like that. I just pronounced de tre, it. The tre, de tre. De tre. That's Yeah, that's what I tried to say. I, I knew it wasn't de terre. Well, yeah, I mean, what I did minutes, not minutes, seconds before I said it, I actually played it on my dictionary. Wow. And it didn't do any, and it didn't do any good. No good at all. 
All right. Well, look, on the continent, as they say, uh, and in England in particular, they pronounce it a little differently. You know, uh, in the UK, they say raison. They got that part just perfect. Then they go, oh, this is the French. We've got to screw this up just to, just to tweak them. And then they say deter. Deter. They love yeah, to say well, deter. Yeah. So you're right in there. If you want to snub French people all over the world. But that's what I job. didn't do. Oh, what I did is I fractured it in another way because <laughs> I, I wanted to avoid that. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you did. OK, what does it mean? What does this word mean, John? Well, it means a reason or justification for existence. In other words, why are we here or why are we doing this? What does it mean? What does it mean to us? And so would you kind of. Yeah. Would you like me to use it in a sentence? Yeah, go for it. All right. Cheerleading's raison d'etre is to root, root, root for the home team. If you take that element away, what's all that yelling and cheering for, even during competitions? Yeah. That kind of leads us with this word, with our existence. Why we're going to look, take a look at cheerleading. And yeah. Is cheerleading a sport? <clears throat> That's it. And That's the question for today. That's the question. That's the question. And how did we get there? Well, just this Thursday was mm. the 50th anniversary of a certain law passed by Congress and signed by the infamous President Richard Nixon back mm. on July, June, June 23rd, 1972. Uh, and that is the Title IX, which is a educational amendment to civil rights, making sure that we do not – it prohibits a gender – slash sex discrimination as it relates to educational opportunity. And where does that fit into our topic? Well, it just seems like even though the word sport is not in the official law, it has to do more with programming is probably the area. In other words, it mm. wants to make sure that women have the same opportunity and the same program program opportunities. It has to do with entrance to, uh, to it. It has to do with benefits such as scholarships. Women should have an equal opportunity with men. Where has this whole thing gone? It's exploded into one area, sports. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to really talk too much about Title IX, but the fact is no. Title IX has uh, basically said that uh, cheerleading is not a sport. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. kind of is where we are mm -hmm. with it. Uh, and really, and the, the fact is that cheerleading, it's interesting, it's complicated because some people, there's a faction of cheerleading. The, the whole the whole thing, which doesn't want it to be a sport. That's right. They say, look, we, we, we're doing well without being a sport. We don't need that. There's but a much probably as much and more that say, look, we are competing. We actually do competition outside of being there on the sidelines and cheering. And we like it to be a competitive sport. Well, you know, so, if, if if danger were the one of the criteria for a sport, this would be the number two sport. Right. Because it's the, the most yeah. – yeah, cheerleading, competitive cheerleading in particular, has more injuries than most sports and only second to football. Well, if that was a, quali if that was a qualification to get, be a risk of injury, then this well, – you're right, would be high on the list and should be a sport. Yep. Yeah. But I if. think what we – It's an if. Yeah, so. if. it's a big if, but I, I like to look at it in terms of various areas. Separation, which we kind of talk about, it. is it a sideline entertainment where – People are, you know, motivating others to cheer, or is it a competitive sport? 
And I think the problem lies here in the fact that separation is probably going to be important. In other words, you can't be on the sidelines and then the next day in competition against another school with respect to it. You probably, to get the best chance of making this a sport, you probably have to separate it. Now, mm. you know, that's that's not I know wow. that's not the best of all worlds, but I, I'm, I'm not looking at what's right. I'm looking at the best shot, what they can do. Competition. You've got to have somebody to play against, whether another team. And mm-hmm. they do. There, there is one there is one conference, the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, which has done a pretty good job of cultivating the the development as a sport. And they do have a tournament. They've got, uh, I think. Over half of their schools in their conference are have cheerleading teams, and they, they so there 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 is the competition element is there. The other thing you need is you need a season. Uh, you can't do this twenty four seven, twelve months a year. Uh, why? Well, for the benefit of the athlete who maybe wants to pursue other uh, sports, or even for his his health and safety. You know, you just want to have it uh, very structured so that they have a certain period of times where they they actually will practice where they'll have meets because the other thing hey guess they're they're going to school we're talking particularly college here as we talk discuss it there's things that they're supposed to be doing other than sport so as a result we need to some way yeah believe it or not those football players take uh uh rocks uh for for jocks you know or basket weaving or something yeah so right. what we need to do, so we need to have the time devoted. Now, the quality of that educational time, that's to be debated. So, so that's it has another to be low thing quality? It has to be low quality? Is that one of the qualifications? Well, you know, we've gotten, we've had rocket scientists, uh, you know, become baseball players, whatever. So, yeah, it, it it's up for grabs. That's all I okay. got to say. All right. Now, we, we the other thing is I, I came up with another thing, rules. I oh. like rules. You do. In other words, you do. The fact is that let me give you an. I know nothing about competitive cheerleading. I have a. But brother, that's not going to uh, stop you. But that's not going to no, stop you from talking. It's not going to stop me from talking about it. So here's two rules I've come up with that I think might be uh, re- might be relatable to this. Do you want to limit the number of players you have on your active on the of doing the competition? In other words, do you, can you, you want 20 people out there competing, doing a, a, a cheer, or do you want to have 40, or do you want to have 10, a dozen? I think you need to give a, in order to make it uh, some parity, you need to have a certain number of players in on on you know doing it, active players yeah, participating. You're right. You're right. Here's a here's a slippery one. I'm ready. Do you really should you allow the cheerleaders to cheer while they're doing their performance? Yeah, that is a really big one. What do you think? I didn't. Well, I, I I think that they should be allowed to cheer when they're done. They should have the stands where they can cheer. But the fact is, are we going to are we going to judge these people based upon what the, the cheers? Are we going to do it upon the actual physical acts of the of the of what the the different you know things that they do? I I would say let's cheer out i'm sorry i i think that's the best of all worlds would just get the cheer out of there what do you think wow so we'll just call it leading well that's a whole nother one i was going to mention do we change the name of it what would you change it to i don't have a name i don't so that's the reason i'm going to stick with cheerleading you really hate cheerleaders i can't believe it 
I don't. I'm trying to get it to the point that they can actually be a competitive sport. And I'm giving what I consider the, the most things they can do to give them the best chances to make it. That's my, what would that's you, my posture okay, here. All right. all right. And so we have competitive cheerleading. You want to change its name. Do you want to change the name of the non-competitive cheerleading, the, the rooting for the home team kind of cheerleading? I don't want to change want, the name. I want to do something that allows this sport to be competitive, be considered a sport. That's what I want. And whatever oh. it takes. Oh, wow. You got a can do That's what I'm interested there. in. Okay. Right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to leave it because you know what we're running out of time. Number one, but number two, there is no clear cut answer to this vexing question. And you know, oh, I might I add, I might add, you know, part of the dilemma here is that the root 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 for the home team kind of cheerleaders, the ones you see at games and stuff like that, they have a rich life of community service and service to their school that generally goes unnoticed and un. Uh, unrewarded and so that's part of what keeps this activity in flux between a sport and some form of voyeurism oh i'm sorry did i say that out loud i did didn't i hey listen yeah. if you're gonna say voyeurism i'm gonna say mascots oh i can't believe i walked into that one if you're gonna say mascots i'm gonna say furries dear you oh, win yeah. You win. Okay, okay. We got to move on. All right. We we got what? We got Groners. Groners. Our Groners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., and he has given me two very good ones. So here we go. What name do you call a parrot that wears a raincoat during a storm? What What name do you call a parrot that wears a raincoat during a storm? Oh. Polly bought a raincoat? I don't know. Oh, you 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 got half of it. Polly. Oh, polyester. Polyester. Polyester is that okay? You get almost you get you get ninety percent credit. The answer is polyunsaturated, but that's okay. That, I think polyester wow. works too. Wow, wow, that's good. That's a good one. Okay, here's the second one. What barks can balance a ball on its nose and resides? In the White House, could you could you repeat the question, please? What barks balance a ball on its nose and resides in the White House? Uh, the seal of the president. Yes, the presidential seal. You got it. You get full credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sugar. Good job, young man. Thank you. <laughs>